0: Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL 232 1542. Sorry for the delay. Uh, The the bumper running a little bit longer there. Uh, I was texting my mother uh, because she may or may not have an interest in the Sunset Urban Garden Festival that's coming up not this weekend, but next weekend. Saturday, May 6th um, from 9 to 4 p.m. at Marie Street and Sunset. I'm actually kind of interested in that because I do enjoy a bit of gardening and I've been trying to uh, I've been trying to get the flower beds in my own yard worked worked on a bit here and there. And I might need to go and check out some of what they've got. Anyway, 232-1542, if you want to be part of the program, or you can send a message through the KPL app chat. I want to start just by noting that we are due for some rain tomorrow. Tomorrow morning starting somewhere between the 6 and 7 p.m. hours. So right as all of you are getting on the road or your kids are getting on the road or the buses will be on the road delivering kids to school, uh, 60% chance of thunderstorm, 70% chance through most of the morning, a little bit of a break in the midday, and then more rain in the afternoon around dismissal time. Look, everybody's tired. It's the end of the school year. We're about to hit May. Everybody's testing. It's been a long school year. There's weather coming. Once again, LPSS, I know you're listening. I know some of y'all at LPSS are listening. And if you're not listening now, I know you're listening to the podcast later. Just saying. It may not be the worst idea. Postpone that testing a day. Go ahead and give everybody just a one-day break. That's all they need, just a one-day break. Let them come back, finish up some testing Friday, then have a weekend. It's festival anyway. Why not just give them a day? That's all we're asking for. It's going to be some rain, going to be some showers, going to be lightning. The little icon on the weather screen has a lightning bolt on it, so there's going to be some storms. Just not safe. Everybody's tired. It's not safe to drive in those conditions when you're tired and there's lightning and rain everywhere. Give them a day off. I'm And, and I'm being serious on that. They, they deserve a break. Testing is grueling. It's grueling on the kids. It's grueling on the teachers. It's even grueling on the parents. Why not have that break? Anyway, 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. I want to start with the Tucker Carlson stuff because there is more information that has come out. And I want to be very clear here. When it first was announced that Tucker Carlson and Fox News had parted ways, I very distinctly said, you're not going to be able to not draw a line between the Dominion settlement and this. But there are a lot of people out there who believe it's more than just a connection between the two that actually part of the settlement was to get Tucker Carlson off the air, which is absolute nonsense. That was never going to be the case because Fox news in a vacuum would never bow to that request. However, there is stuff that came out during the dominion lawsuit that put Tucker Carlson's job in jeopardy. And that is, I think, the bigger issue here for Carlson and for Fox News. Now, again, Fox News is in a bit of a bind because Tucker Carlson drew in younger audiences. That is just a fact. Tucker Carlson drew in younger audiences. That that 25 to 54 demo is where Fox has been absolutely killing it the past several years, and it's because Tucker Carlson brought millennials, brought younger viewers into Fox News. But as Tucker became really big, he also, in in my opinion, I, I I know folks who know him, they say he's a great guy and everything, but he clearly wanted to go in one direction. He felt he knew what was better than the executives at Fox, and so he was... Uh, Behind the scenes, he was pushing for things. He was making disparaging comments about people. And a lot of that was revealed during the Dominion lawsuit discovery phase. Fox News lawyers sifting through all the stuff in discovery came in part... Uh, Across a lot of these text messages and emails that concern Tucker Carlson or were about him directly. Or or were from him directly, There are several private messages that were in that in which, according to the Wall Street Journal, Mr. Carlson showed disregard for management and colleagues. And that was a major factor in the decision, according to people familiar with the matter. Although many portions of the Dominion court documents are redacted, there is concern among Fox Corp executives that if the redacted material were to become public, it would lead to further embarrassment for the network and the parent company. There is a former producer for the show who is now suing Fox News. And this will become part of it. She's claiming uh, harassment. She's claiming hostile work environment, things like that. Carlson referred to Fox News executives and managers by the C word. He was extremely disparaging of the newsroom side of Fox News. There was a lot of tension between the opinion side and the news side and all of this was coming to light as Carlson's contract was being negotiated. Now I have it on good authority that there is uh there is a a powerful firm, a powerful law firm that is working with Carlson to try to uh get him the best exit deal possible. They, they are parting ways, but there's still, I think some negotiations left to go through. And I can, again, I know from sources behind the scenes, the folks that are representing Carlson are conservative. uh, And they are very much interested in what Tucker Carlson was doing on Fox in a positive way. And they want to see him be able to get out not really have a non-compete or anything like that. And they're going to push for the best time as possible for Carlson because they really, among other things, want Carlson's message to continue to be out there. But Carlson himself was part of of the problem here. This wasn't now a lot of the information we're getting is clearly coming from Fox attempting to cover their backside because of the the fallout you can absolutely expect from firing Tucker Carlson. But a lot of the information that is coming out, we know through the Dominion lawsuit. We don't know exactly what was said. We see some scraps of things here and there, but we have a general idea based on the reports of the Dominion lawsuit and in the aftermath. And now the report's coming out. We know a good bit of what was going on behind the scenes, and it's not good for Carlson. Because no matter who you are, how big you are, somebody is still writing your checks. You're still somebody's employee. And you do have to remember that. And it's not necessarily that Carlson forgot that. He just felt that he had a bit more sway than maybe he really did. So it's looking a lot less like there was some conspiracy between Dominion and Fox to fire Tucker Carlson and more like Tucker Carlson didn't really do himself many favors behind the scenes. And that's what led to his departure. And some folks are trying to connect the the Tucker Carlson, the Dan Bongino thing. Uh, Bongino's contract negotiations had been going on for a while but Bonjino has also had health issues and things like that, and it may just be he wasn't going to get enough to justify those conti- the, the continuing workload and health issues to be able to stick around and do that, and Fox wasn't going to give him what he needed, so he walked away. I don't think those two are related. I think, again, there is a connection. There is a thread connecting the Dominion lawsuit and these contract uh, terminations. But I don't think it's Dominion was saying, these guys got to go. And I want to be very clear on that because there is a lot of there's so much misinformation out there. You go online, there's tons of speculation there is from from people who say they have sources and they don't really have sources. And I want to be very clear, I do have sources and these sources have not burned me and I I'm not going to burn them by exposing who they are. But I do know that the people working behind the scenes in Tucker's favor are people who would not be doing this. If there was some grand conspiracy involved because it would actually hurt them in the long run. But these are people who truly believe in what Tucker Carlson was doing and they're working for his benefit. So I do happen to know that. What you need to know about all of this, the, the bottom line here is that Tucker Carlson's going to be fine. You all know that. I, I've seen your comments, I've seen your messages. You're all convinced Tucker Carlson's going to be fine and he is. Fox News in the short run may not be fine, but I get the feeling that Fox News isn't going away. It's not dying or anything like that. It's still the biggest thing about it. There's been a huge ratings drop, especially in Demo. They're going to recover some of that, and I think it's actually going to be more competitive between CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News now. But Fox News isn't down and out, and they're not going to be. But this is going to be interesting from just a media observation side, interesting to watch develop. All right, 232-1542, if you want to call, be part of the conversation, you can also send a message to the KPL app chat. We've got more news of the day, more on Biden's upcoming re-election campaign, more about the Disney lawsuit against DeSantis. Uh, we have another Republican who, for some unknown reason, has decided to join the 2024 primary. We've got all that and more here on The Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5, KPL Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232 1542. If you want to be part of the conversation, still plenty to talk about Asa Hutchinson, a Republican former governor has decided he's going to run for president. Uh, And I don't I don't know why Uh, Asa Hutchinson will join Larry Elder in the people that I I have to mention, but only in passing because I don't give their candidacies any credibility whatsoever. Um, Asa Hutchinson announces his candidacy. He's been telegraphing it for a while. He's decided that, well, the Republican Party is not going to de-Trump itself. I need to de-Trump the Republican Party, and that's not how it's going to work. Nikki Haley is out there, and she, I think, is making a, a very big mistake. Uh, in the way she's handling the Disney Desantis thing, which I'm going to get into that lawsuit in uh, the bottom of the hour, because there's a lot to break into there. Uh, I don't know that Nikki Haley is disqualifying herself when she says stuff like this, but she doesn't have a big margin for error here. Um, let me just let me play this clip for you. I I, I want you to be able to hear. What Nikki Haley is doing here. Haley, I want to um, ask you about what could be another Republican candidate uh, in the field, and that is Ron DeSantis. We just learned a few moments ago that Disney is now suing the Florida governor for alleging uh, an alleging political effort to hurt their business. We've all been watching this back and forth for quite some time. Uh, this is obviously dramatically escalating the feud between Disney and Ron DeSantis. Uh, They're alleging that the Republican governor has waged a, quote, relentless campaign to weaponize government power over the company. What is your reaction to that as we still have yet to see him jump officially into the race? You know, as governor, I took a double-digit unemployment state and I turned it into an economic powerhouse. Businesses were my partners, because if you take care of your businesses, you take care of your economy, your economy takes care of the people, and everyone wins. And so that's the way we dealt with it. We are—South Carolina was a very anti-woke state. It still is. And if Disney would like to move their hundreds of thousands of jobs to South Carolina and bring the billions of dollars with them, I'll let them know. I'll be happy to meet them in South Carolina and introduce them to the governor and the legislature that would that would welcome it that's a mistake that's a mistake from Nikki Haley um and and this is part of of what I've been talking about now I've been talking about it in our gubernatorial race I'm talking about it when I talk about the Republican primary in 2024 Republicans have to keep their eye on the ball and, and Nikki Haley is siding with Disney, a company that she has to convince the base of her party to support her, Nikki Haley is on the side of that company that her base doesn't like right now. That is a severe misstep. You're not going to be a viable candidate in the race if you're attacking Ron DeSantis. You're not going to be a viable candidate in the race if you're attacking Donald Trump or any other Republican. You're going to be a viable candidate by convincing the base you're the one to go with, not convincing the base to abandon somebody else and attacking somebody else. This is a big mistake from Nikki Haley, who, again, does not have much of a margin for error because she is already so low. In terms of the rankings, the race is dominated by Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. And DeSantis isn't even a candidate yet. Everybody's talking about the poll numbers for DeSantis. He's not even a candidate yet. Just watch what happens. 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. Let's take this break. When we come back, Disney sues Ron DeSantis. Is there a case there? I'll break that down here with that and more on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPL app chat, loves visiting with you guy. A couple of folks have been uh sending messages throughout the day, been responding to those as they come in. I want to take a moment and talk about the Disney lawsuit against Ron DeSantis. Uh, because there's there's a lot of nuance to this. A lot of people have jumped. To their conclusions already, I'm not ready to say that it's a foregone conclusion one way or the other. Disney did a good job of shopping its uh, of shopping its lawsuit around. It's it's going in front of Judge Walker in the Northern District in Florida. Walker, uh, as best described by my buddy Dan McLaughlin at uh, National Review, uh. This is a guy who wakes up every morning hoping to write some screed against Ron DeSantis. This is a judge that does not like Ron DeSantis, does everything that he wants to do to try to rule against Ron DeSantis in any way possible, and it is now before him in court. Chances are there will be some sort of a ruling against DeSantis in this court, but the appeals process is going to be a long and arduous one. This may get all the way up to the Supreme Court. Here's what's going down. The. The lawsuit has five causes of action, contract clause violation, takings clause violation, due process clause violation, First Amendment violation, First Amendment violation. The First Amendment violations, one of the I I saw coming from a mile away, and I think I told you guys about this back in December. With the ruling in the Citizens United case, corporations got First Amendment protections. And Disney is claiming those protections now in saying that Ron DeSantis in the state of Florida has been retaliating against it for its political speech. And that will be an interesting First Amendment test. But there's a lot going on here. Fortunately for Disney, the suit is about the new board that was created to review the contracts that Disney has with the state of Florida and come to a decision about voiding them or whatever. Disney is claiming that pre-existing, that his pre-existing contracts were declared void. And so it's not about the Florida legislature. This isn't about anything because the Florida legislature actually hasn't passed a law on Reedy Creek yet. This is about the board and Ron DeSantis in particular. It's the lawsuit makes Ron DeSantis the top named defendant. But they only have one cause of action that he's directly involved in. That's the First Amendment violation. And that one's kind of a stretch. Even with Citizens United, the other First Amendment claims here, that one's a bit of a stretch. You can almost be certain Ron DeSantis's lawyers are going to move to dismiss arguing that he didn't do anything other than sign legislation and that it was this board that uh, is guilty of doing whatever Disney is accusing it of doing. Disney is going to argue that DeSantis signed for a retaliatory reason, which is new ground. You have to be able to prove that. That's, that's, that's going to be tougher than I think people think. The U.S. Supreme Court, in previous cases, has ruled on the Contracts Clause in a way that kind of renders Disney's filing here moot. The Takings Clause claim is arguing that they have property rights when that the 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 whole property rights argument that's what's being debated in the reedy creek thing the first amendment issues are questionable again the thing that they are most likely going to have success with based on those five causes of action is due process violation so what does that mean What Disney is going to be claiming is that they're being punished by the government without any sort of due process. Again, if you're affording constitutional rights to corporations, those corporations get things like freedom of speech and due process. And they're being punished without any sort of due process. That one has merit, although, again, kind of questionable if they're going to be able to pull it off. They have a plausible argument in that they were singled out and treated unfairly by the Florida government. They're arguing that it's a a due process issue because they're a class of one. I'm not entirely, again, I'm not a legal expert. I'm just going, I've, I've read a lot on this today. Trying to be able to get you guys all the information you need. Here's the bottom line. The judge that this case is in front of is going to find a way to, one, not allow Ron DeSantis to dismiss, and two, find DeSantis is at fault in some way here. But I think that while Disney may lose in the lower court, it's not going to be successful in the higher courts on appeals, maybe even at the Supreme Court if it gets that far. And I think Disney and their lawyers know this. And if that's making you ask, well, why are they do this? Disney has a fiduciary uh, duty to its shareholders. They, they have to do everything they can to protect the shareholder interest, and that includes filing a suit that they have even a remote chance of winning. Because the actions of Florida can affect Disney's bottom line, Disney has to do everything they can to protect that, and that includes filing this lawsuit. They did a good job of shifting it to the right district so it got before the right judge. And now they are having to fight this case, knowing full well that there are some severe constitutional limitations. There are some severe Supreme Court precedents against them. And they know that it's going to be an uphill battle for them. Ron DeSantis and his team, they have uh, a very easy argument and their argument is essentially we're not aware of any private uh, of any private company in the United States that has the ability to act as its own government which is essentially what the reedy creek agreement does it makes disney autonomous they are outside any government jurisdiction they can maintain their own law enforcement They can maintain uh, their own regulation. They do not have to uh, bend the knee to state or federal regulation, anything like that. They are their own autonomous district. And that is what DeSantis is going to be arguing in court. If they don't get the dismissal, they will be arguing that we're within our rights. We are the state. We We are the governing body here. They are not an autonomous government. Here's the other thing, though. Here's the other thing. This is almost an in-kind contribution to Ron DeSantis. Because now, when this legislative session is over, if and when Ron DeSantis announces that he is running for president, all he has to do and come out and say, you know all this woke stuff y'all don't like? These other candidates, they haven't fought it like I have. Donald Trump let diversity, equity, and inclusion take root in the federal government, in the executive branch. I fought it to the point where the left and their pet corporations are taking me to court over it. That right there secures a portion of the base that Donald Trump cannot cannot now get, and Nikki Haley cannot now get, because they're siding with Disney against Ron DeSantis. They are letting their political ambition against another candidate get in the way of them realizing they've got to secure their base Donald Trump is talking about being way way up in the polls there is still a significant portion of the Republican voting base that is not committed to Donald Trump and as Donald Trump sides with the woke corporation over a conservative governor he's going to lose more and more when that governor jumps into the race The blind political ambition by Nikki Haley and Donald Trump here is a problem. And I don't think they've taken that into the right consideration. They've been so focused on attacking Ron DeSantis, they're not focusing on what they need, which is the Republican base. And the Republican base is increasingly growing frustrated with Disney and woke corporations and woke progressive ideology taking root in America. So for Nikki Haley saying, hey, Disney, I love you, come to South Carolina, with Donald Trump saying, well, you know, Ron DeSantis is actually being a jerk to Disney. Disney did nothing wrong. Disney deserves every, uh, deserves what they have in Florida. By doing that, they've taken the Republicans who have been very anti-woke corporation, woke ideology, and they're telling those Republicans, actually, I don't need you. That's what they're saying. And I think it is a very big tactical mistake by both, especially Nikki Haley, Donald Trump could maybe get away with it because Donald Trump is an odd bird and everybody knows that. That's kind of a known quantity here. But Nikki Haley can't afford to alienate any portion of the base. She's got to draw as much away from Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump as she can. And she's going about it all wrong. That's what frustrates me about the Republican Party. Again, it's the same thing I've been talking about for the uh, Republican Party. Uh, For the Republican Party here in Louisiana, you have enough candidates that if they start attacking each other, Sean Wilson wins the governor's race. If a bunch of the Republicans decide to start attacking Jeff Landry instead of keeping their eye on the prize and and keeping the state Republican instead of giving a Republican state a gubernatorial mansion. If they focus on the wrong things, the Republican Party loses as a whole. But if they focus on Republican governors talking about why they're the best, not why some other Republican is the worst, the Republican Party and the state of Louisiana stand a chance. Same thing holds true at the national level. If the petty political egos get in the way, the Republican Party can kiss 2024 goodbye. It doesn't matter how bad the economy gets. It doesn't matter how bad any of these other situations get. If the Republicans pick a flawed candidate who cannot even secure their own party, who only wins by division, the incumbent's going to be successful. And you may not like to hear that, but that is going to be the case. Disney has probably overstepped, but they really had no choice. They had a duty to their shareholders to file this lawsuit. This benefits Ron DeSantis in ways that I think the other Republican candidates aren't taking into account. And maybe Nikki Haley is signaling to Donald Trump, hey, I'm here for a vice president if you need it. I don't know. But what I do know is that attacking, with Ron, attacking Ron DeSantis and taking the side of Disney is not how you're going to win the Republican base. And right now it's a Republican primary and you have to win Republican voters. You don't need to worry about independents and moderates who are outside the Republican base that votes in primaries. You need to be focused on getting your base voters out there and your base voters do not like Disney. Strategically speaking, this was a huge mistake by Nikki Haley, who should know better. She's got decent people on her team. Hopefully those decent people have pulled her aside and said, look, you screwed up. And Nikki Haley was a great governor. She's a good person. She's a phenomenal conservative. I would love for her to be serving in government still. But this was a tactical error. And one that I hope she doesn't make again. 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPEL app chat. We're going to close it out in the next segment. Your calls, your thoughts, and more of the headlines of the day right here on The Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Welcome back to The Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation here in the last couple minutes of the show or send a message through the KPEL app chat. Real quick, I do want to... Point out that Sola Giving Day has officially begun, and there are a lot of organizations that you can donate to. And in particular, look at our local schools, our local schools are very good. But in many ways, for many of the things they offer, they do still need some extra funding. I'm going to ask, personally, that you join me in donating to David Thibodeau Stem Magnet Academy. But if your kid goes to another school in the parish it's in solo Giving Day, absolutely donate to them. I'm going to be donating to David Thibodeau Stem. That's where I taught my entire teaching career Uh I love and adore the staff over there, the kids over there, and uh, I want to be able to help them as much as possible. Sola Giving Day, that money's used for all sorts of things. It's used to help out academics. It's used to help out extracurriculars, athletics, all sorts of things. But Sola Giving Day is live. Solagivingday.org. Go find it. Go find an organization to donate to. Like I said, I'm donating to David Thibodeau's Stem Magnet Academy, if your child goes to a school you want to support, absolutely go for it. Join me in uh, join me in donating to DTSMA. But let's help our schools out in particular. All these organizations are worthy, but our schools, I'm very passionate about our education system, would love to be able to help our schools as much as possible. All right, got about a minute left. There's a case that was being heard before the Supreme Court today. And it's a case you need to be aware of. It's the case of Geraldine Tyler. Her home was foreclosed on when she fell $2,300 behind on taxes and the county added an additional $13,000 tax penalty to her. The county took the home and sold it. I think they were able to sell it for like forty fifty thousand dollars 50000 She owed 15300 They foreclosed on her home, sold it to pay off the tax debt, and then they kept the profits. The government kept the profits from that home sale, forcing her out of her home and then taking the profits from selling her home when it was more than what she actually owed them. It's called equity theft, and now it's before the Supreme Court. Conservatives and progressives alike are outraged on this, and hopefully we can see something change on that, because that is outright theft. That's it for me. I'm out until tomorrow afternoon. 23 hours between now and then. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, And email joe at redstate.com. The podcast going up in just a few minutes at joecunninghamshow.substack.com. You can find it there or anywhere you get your podcast in case you missed any portion of the show or any past show. Shannon is offsides. Gary Cruz is in with him today. That'll be up next. Talk to you again soon here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL.